Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to My Millennial Career. My name is Shelley. I'm a HR professional. Hey, Em. Hey, Shell. I'm Emily Bowen, and I work in recruitment for a business called Foresight's Recruitment and HR. So today, we've got a bit of fact or fiction. A pay rise will make me happy. Yes. How many times have you heard that somebody's not feeling engaged or satisfied in their work, or maybe it's just a bad day after bad day after bad day, and they say, if I was just earning 5K more, if I was just earning 10K more, I'd be fine. I'd be happy. All my worries would be gone. Yeah, it's really funny because it seems like it becomes an issue point when you're not super happy at work and we just start to go, this will solve that problem. So, and such a focus, I think we can become quite obsessive about it too and, and as convince ourselves that there's this barrier that if we move through that, everything will be different. But we'll find out today whether that's really the case. Yeah, so we're going to dig into whether it's true or not that a pay rise will make you happy. A big thank you goes to Newcastle Permanent for partnering with us for this season. It's banking that supports local communities. Not bad. Visit newcastlepermanent.com.au and put your money where your values are. Will a pay rise make me happier? Spoiler alert, we don't think it will. No, we don't. And there is a little... Is there an asterisk? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's an, an asterisk. There's an asterisk <laughs> and we'll get to that. Some fine print, you could call it. And and why do you think a pay rise won't make us happier? Well, look, I on reflection, I, I think about what conversations have I had, what experiences have I had myself um, with others or, or even just in my own time. And we all, I'm going to steal your turn of phrase, Shell, we all fall into that trap, that pay trap where we might be feeling in a bit of a funk at some point in our career and we tell ourselves or we say to our mates, you know what, not loving work at the moment, if I was earning more money, it'd all be sweet. So whether that's that 5k, that 10k or that moving into what we see as a different bracket, the 60, 70, 80, 100k zone, on the other side of that, it's like the gold at the end of the rainbow and we're yes. looking for that. And I just, oh, we've, I've come across it so many times. As I said, I've got to put my hand up and, and even admit to falling into it or almost falling into it near miss here and there. And I'm just not convinced because I've also seen, as you may have as well, on the other side, that that sort of magic fix, it's just not there. Yeah, and that's, that is why we call it the pay trap. You, you get uh, your hopes pinned on a number 
And usually it's because something in your work environment's not quite right. Yeah, something's out, needs recalibration or or maybe a lot of things. Maybe it's not even that black and white. It's not one equals the other, but it's actually that there's a few different things going on for you. That's it. And now I kind of feel like some of the conversations I've had with people about this issue is where they, they start saying things like, oh, I'm not paid enough to put up with this, but if I did get 10K more, I'd be all right with it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, when you get that 10K, come back and tell me how you feel because you, you might have a three-week window where you feel a bit better, where you're like, I'm okay, I can deal with this crap now. Yeah. But guarantee over time, you'll lose that kind of little uh, high that you get maybe from that pay rise conversation. And then uh, the same things will potentially be bothering you and you did end up getting more money. So it's just that that thing, it's, it's a bit of a false kind of expectation that people have. And that's so much of what we will unpack as we continue to chat. It's this idea that we are absolutely not saying pay rises are bad. Like bring them on. We'll all say yes, please. What we are saying, and I should add there as well, we're also not saying that you shouldn't be paid uh, what you're worth. Uh, but what we are saying is there's more to it. There is, it's a grey conversation. It's different for everybody. And we need to have a conversation about what else could be going on. Yeah. And it reminds me, Em, of the, uh, in season two, we talked with David Pick and uh, he came on for uh, the episode CEO's Guide to Leadership. Yeah, loved that episode. Oh, so good. If you haven't listened, go back and have a listen. He talked about his own experience working uh, in, in a law firm. He was in a, quite a senior role and uh, paid a lot of money and he was miserable. And he said he left that job and I think it was something like a 70% pay cut. Yeah. It was outrageous. And he went and worked for a not-for-profit, I think it was Canteen or, or something similar. And he was so much happier. He was and... I remember a couple of key components to that story that he told us, which is a really good story actually, uh, were around leadership and culture. So when he was in that environment that made him miserable where he was paid bucket loads, the stuff he was dealing with was not worth it in the scheme of things when you looked at the bigger picture. And there's this amazing research that was done by Princeton University uh, and it was back in 2010. So it is, you know, it's 10 years old, but the concepts are definitely still valid. And they talk about how once you earn over a certain amount and at the time it was 70K, that pay is no longer a driver of happiness. Yep, it just becomes, I think it was even... It may plateau or I've even seen some research since then that has suggested they've done some studies and it suggested that it actually falls off. So your happiness starts to decline after that threshold. Yeah. And so that's a really good thing for us to have in our mind of going, well, up until a point, it does help with cost of living and it is important up to that 70K, between probably 70 and 80K now when we think about inflation, but it's not... It's not something that if you're listening right now and you're in an environment that you're not enjoying but you're you're just hanging out for that next pay increase and you think that's going to get you through, our encouragement to you would be to manage your expectations because we're not optimistic that that will happen. But there's other strategies that you can use to work out, well, how much, how important is pay to me right now and what can I do to not fall into that pay trap? And before we even think about those strategies, 
it is a grey conversation rather than a black and white one, but so important if we're going to say, well, does a pay rise equal happiness or not? We need to talk also for a minute about, well, what is happiness? And I've been exploring this idea in readiness for this conversation of we've got two kinds of happiness. So one of those kinds of happiness is this day-to-day, am I getting out of bed loving it, just saying, let me at it. I can't wait to get to work. And the other, that's quite short term. The other kind of happiness is your longer term, on average, am I feeling fulfilled and am I feeling a sense of satisfaction in my life? And it's that latter kind that we're talking about today. It's that kind where we go, well, how can we make sure, how can we help you whether it's based on pay or other things. And and again, we'll unpack some strategies shortly. How can I make sure that over time, sure, I'm going to have bad days. I'm going to wake up feeling, you know, a bit crap or, or get up on the wrong side of the bed from time to time. But how can I make sure that overall I'm generally feeling pretty good and pretty happy in my life? Yeah, that's good, Em. We're just about to jump into three ways you can avoid the pay trap. Before we do, we're going to take a quick break. Money, property, careers, health, small business. We love learning how to do all of these well so we can live our best life. That's why we've made podcasts focus on a variety of topics. Check out My Millennial Money, My Millennial Money Express, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Health, My Millennial Business, Gen Z Money, and You To Me, You To You, You To Us, which is just about sexual and reproductive health. Find these wherever you're listening to this podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, M. what is your number one strategy for avoiding the pay trap? This strategy is something that we come back to time and time and time again in our conversations and it's understanding your own values. So we've talked about this in relation to recruitment and and finding a new job. We've talked about it in relation to how to determine your what your dream career might look like and and what you want to do with your life. We've also talked about it in regards to whether you should stay or go or what kinds of leadership you respond best to. And today we're talking about it in relation to whether or not a pay rise equal equals happiness and it's because it's so foundational. Your values are something that they're, they're so personal, they can be different for everybody and they evolve over time, but they're that sense right at your core of what makes you feel like you and how you feel satisfied. And the greater alignment that you can find between your life and your workplace and your core values, then 
the more content you're going to feel, the more satisfied, the more fulfilled, whatever word you choose, the more happy. So we did a really awesome episode on this way back in season one that you could go and track down for more information on how to and guidance on how to actually determine what your values are. But if you haven't already got a good solid understanding of those for yourself, I highly recommend some introspection. And I love that, M. The values I see is like the foundational piece. They're the kind of starting point for this conversation. If you can work out what your values are, and then if we step up a bit from that, the next step, number two, the next thing you need to do is work out and map out what your priorities are. And this is more short term. So I see values is the deep uh, things that motivate you, that really matter to you. And then you might have some short term priorities that sit kind of above that. Yeah, absolutely. And often your priorities are driven by your values as well. There's a connection between the two. Um, Your priorities being similar to your, you know, they might be connected to your goals or they might be how you set your intentions. Yeah, that's it. And we were talking before this episode, Em, about your friend who's a fly-in, fly-out worker. And this is a really good example of how, you know, your priorities can be short-term and that can impact how you kind of view pay and your career and job priority. Do you want to speak to that a bit? Yeah, sure. So um, it's good timing actually because I recently caught up with Luke and he was telling me, so he's about uh, halfway through what is um, in his mind a two-year commitment to this fly and fly out work and he is mid-twenties, um, so loves to be around his mates, loves to be able to go for a drink on the weekends, be near the beach, like have that spontaneity about his life. But he has decided that for a couple of years, he's actually going to do that FIFO work and save money for a house deposit. So he's got this goal. Now, he moved into state for that work. Um, he, interestingly, he's actually a personal trainer. So he's not, you know, doing the kind of coal face in inverted commas um, thing. But he is doing a role that he could arguably still do back at home. It's just that the money is different. So he's found this opportunity and when we were chatting, he was explaining to me that if you were to like say to him, so you're having a good time, the answer's no. Like he's, it's fine, but there's not that same social scene that he loves and that's a real sacrifice. And so he's now starting to look and go, right, I'm 12 months in, I've got another 12 months of this, what feels like somewhat of a slog professionally. I could be doing this job back home but right now, earning as much as I possibly can for the next 12 months to get me to that financial goal is what's important. And then, you know, I can get my head around that. But longer term, I need to go back to what actually makes me really happy. Yeah, that's it. And it's such, it's such a good example of earning a stack of money doesn't equal happiness. No, it doesn't. And I think he's recognising that himself through this experience but at the same time, while each day he's turning, he's he's waking up and he's going, this is not my favourite life, but it's not my worst life. He's got a reason to do yeah, it and, and that's he, important. He knows his priority is, yep. is, is getting that house deposit. So map out your priorities and if, you, if pay is actually really important for a goal that you're wanting to achieve, then no, there's probably an element, there could be an element of sacrifice. Now, not in all cases. Some people get paid heaps of money and absolutely are super happy hundred percent, but it's not a guarantee. That's right. Yep. And it's a case of understanding that for the most part, we can't have it all. And, and you, you know, that person, it might sound like, well, they love their job and they're getting paid really well. There will be other sacrifices 
in their life. Yeah, and and that, harping back to some of those that research that we were talking about earlier, in the Princeton study, it showed that the higher up your salary is, the less obviously work life balance you are going to have. And so you do have to negotiate and decide, well, what's my priority? And that's what we're coming back to. Um, if you're pro- For me personally, if I look at where I'm at in my life stage, having baby number two and money is not the driving factor of my happiness or job satisfaction. Instead, I want a, an environment that I grow and develop, but it's also quite flexible. And so that's what I'm looking for from my job. And that's what creates that sense of happiness at work. And so that becomes the priority, but also then drives how I feel when I'm at work. Totally. And I'm by no means the the biggest owner in the world, nor the person with the most pressure or responsibility. But even in my own little um, journey, I have seen where over time, as I've taken on career progression and then that, um, you know, that pay has increased uh, in a way that's aligned to that, I absolutely feel more stressed and more pressure and more responsibility and like I have less of my own time, so to speak, um, now than I did before. And it's like the nature of the role and it's a bit of a necessary evil to accept as well. Yeah, and trade-offs, right? Yeah, yeah. M, what's number three? Okay, number three. Look, probably starting to feel like this is there's a little bit of overlap here and there and it's because this is a conversation that, as we said at the beginning, it's not black and white. It's going to be very unique to every individual and dependent on where they're at. And so number three, to avoid the pay trap, our recommendation is to consider your fuller context because when we're feeling like we are in that funk or maybe um, we're thinking to ourselves, well, I'm really not enjoying turning up each day, but if I was earning more, I would put up with, you know, what's going on around me and I, and I would be happy. But then we get to a point where that happens. We get that pay rise, you know, as you said, Shell, for maybe three weeks, we feel pretty good and we think, okay, yep, like I can ride this wave now. That wears off. And so if you've been in that situation, there's encouragement to you to actually think about what else is going on in your life. Are there other parts of your world that are, need some recalibration? You know, what's your mental and physical well-being like at the moment? Are there, is there enough social interaction or are you spending enough time with your family to keep you feeling fulfilled? So my recommendation, well, that sort of final piece of advice, number three to avoid the pay trap would be to consider your life more holistically rather than just looking at one piece of the puzzle, which is a pay rise. Love it. So just to recap, there's three things that you can do to avoid the pay trap The first, understand your values. The second, map out your priorities for the short term, maybe for one to uh, two years, and then consider the full context. Is there anything else going on that you need to look at and explore? And if you do those things and you do or you don't achieve a pay rise, then we're confident that you will feel a greater sense of happiness than if you were to just focus on uh, more money at work. 100%. So that's it for today's episode. But if you're listening on Apple, we'd love if you can subscribe and rate and review. And we'll be back soon with our next episode. We sure will. Thanks so much, Shell. See you soon. See ya.
We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Money, property, careers, health, small business. We love learning how to do all of these well so we can live our best life. That's why we've made podcasts focus on a variety of topics. Check out My Millennial Money, My Millennial Money Express, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Health, My Millennial Business, Gen Z Money, and You To Me, You To You, You To Us, which is just about sexual and reproductive health. Find these wherever you're listening to this podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.